Welcome to episode two of the Screen Presence Podcast. Our guest for this episode is Tom Stubbs, who is one of the founders of Bigger House Film, an organisation which places inclusion at the heart of its work and supports people to find their voice and create extraordinary stories. I first met Tom when he came to tape in 2018 as part of our Inclusion Film Festival. It was the first event of its kind in Wales and we were delighted to present films from people whose work spoke to the themes of involvement, activism and creativity. Tom came to the festival as part of the collective We Are Neurodiverse, who presented a selection of short films and shared their experiences of making the films and the inspirations behind them. Working differently to support the development of new work is the essence of what this podcast is all about, and Tom shares some fantastic ideas and experiences within this episode. My co-host is Jeff Johns. Jeff has collaborated with Tom previously, and as you'll hear, was the perfect choice to co-host this episode. He's an erudite and engaging interviewer, and if you'd like to explore more of Jeff's work, there are some links in the show notes, including a link to Jeff's work on YouTube, in which he interviews luminaries from across the world of music, a project which he began when Jeff took on the role of Independent Venue Week Ambassador. Thanks for listening to the show. Please do subscribe, leave us a review, and help us spread the word. Here for you now is episode two of the Screen Presence podcast with Tom Stubbs and Jeff Johns. Welcome to the Screen Presence podcast, and my co-host for this episode is Jeff Johns. Jeff, hello. Can you just introduce yourself, Um, My name's Jeffrey Johns, or Jeff Johns, or some people know me as Big Jeff. Um, than like other kind of types of scenes, and I got into kind of like filmmaking through bigger house films and one of the four films who were running a project called Different Voices, which like kind of worked in a way of enabling people with learning difficulties into get into making films. And we're joined by uh, Tom Stubbs. So hello, Tom. Can you could you just uh, introduce yourself, please? My name's Tom Stubbs. I am uh, one half of Bigger House Film, which I run with uh, Stephen Clark. And we've been making films with people with learning disabilities or difficulties, or we've been using a term now called, uh, which we like is neurodiversity. But we've been making films for about nearly 20 odd years now, I guess. What was the, uh, the starting point for Bigger House? The starting point for us was back in the D- what I call the DV revolution. And I think academics and media theory people were going to write about this but there was this era around 2000 where you could suddenly get a computer and plug a camera in and suck the footage off and edit it and and it was also chimed with a lot of sort of sure start money that was the gut coming from the government and money was around to enable kind of community engagement projects to, to kind of happen and we did uh, i met up with steve as a freelancer working for this organization called somerset film and Somerset Film based in Bridgewater uh, was, a, was a, a, an early adopter of this, but the, the person that set that up, Phil Shepard, had been uh, connected with sort of uh, co-ops in the 70s in London and art organisations and the kind of the ethos of the circle isn't complete until you get the audience to be part of the process um, uh, so we picked up really from that philosophy and then we just ended up working on several projects together, uh, collaborating. There was some money from Somerset County Council to work with their learning disabled provision and they were really interested in films. And we we kind of would 
oh my god we've got to make a film about healthy eating that's a really difficult subject we'll make a horror film and make it fun you know that we we did lots of things like that and then off the back of that we always did a bit of training and other things um and we just slowly evolved and we became we're we're, i mean we're not really a company we're still a partnership uh we but we've we got together to try and not just be single freelancers sort of ignored and 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 we tried to so i guess what connected us is we both love a certain amount of attention to detail and we really like working with people and engaging with people that's definitely something which came across when i when i can like first kind of came into working with you guys really is the way that you like to see you know like especially when the projects we had such a short amount of time but it was all about like Kind of empowering people to have ideas and then maybe like realizing what the possibilities are you know and potential for doing maybe bigger things i think had you done any filmmaking before you got involved with that project Jeff? um i've done one kind of like film as, a, as an art installation with um, art in motion which is an arts group that i'm, that I'm involved with um that had been taken that that was part of like an exhibition that we'd also kind of like taken over to ireland um which was kind of like quite a surreal moments ended up being shown in the in the cork um and the massive there's a big um i can't remember the name of the gallery but it's like a major gallery in cork basically in ireland as part of like a huge international exhibition but i think it was, it was through um uh, Colin, who runs AIM, who actually put me in touch with uh, Tom and the Bigger House Films. And that was part of the Different Voices project. So yeah. Could you say a little bit more about that? I'd made a film with a guy called Michael Smith, who was a, uh, an autistic filmmaker in, in based in Bristol and Noel West. And we'd made a short and it won an awards. And it came under the, the nose of uh, Alex Osborne, who's a producer at 104 Films. They, they're based out of Sheffield and... Uh, he he sort of uh, has been involved in loads of films. You know, one of the producers behind Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, and other other sort of uh, his remit is often with disability. And he loved this film, and he was like, "There's a feature film somewhere in this." So so we've been working with him on and off, which involved going up and having meetings, trying to pitch ideas, kind of trying to develop this film. And he got a lip off the back of us getting a bit of money to sort of get the film started we got some money from creative skill sets to run a course. And uh, as with all these projects, we sort of took the money and what we, they really want to train people. And we thought the best way to train people is, is, is for people to actually make things. Um, so we had, we had, th- we had three years of money from creative skill set. And Jeff, uh, Jeff joined at the start through, through Colin and made three films with us. He took part three times. We had this, uh, call out and i think it was an open almost an open door policy in that it wasn't everybody that applied could do it which was a great which was a great thing it, rather than the the film the, the the sort of the fame academy approach where we have to whittle people down to it was we so we we took whoever came through the door and found out a bit about them and then tried to work out where they want what they want to do and how can we take some some practical steps to get there and we as Jeff said, it was a very short time. We had about two, two and a half months with everybody. At the from that was from 
where are these people? Can we find them to, to delivering the film or films and a showing? How was it to take part? I mean, I, I'm very much someone who's, when, when I really get into something, then like it doesn't feel like work. You know, it doesn't feel like as if you know, when people think of work, they think of it as being like a chore. Whereas I thought of it as like kind of, look, I've got like kind of ideas for creative visions and uh, these guys are helping me, uh, like helping me to get it out sort of thing. So it kind of felt like it didn't feel like, I mean, yeah, we do sometimes some quite long days, but it never felt like as if I was like kind of being forced to do something which I didn't want to do. You know, so all the, the all of the films were basically done. All the three of the films which I've done were done entirely under my creative decisions, really. I think you've developed as a filmmaker, haven't you, Jeff? In terms of, in terms of, if you look back at the first one, it was like it was it, it's it's a quite a kind of noise experiment and sonic experiment, and and then you you sort of like oh I, I've got I've got a clear message now. It's a pop song to my to my. To my uncle, your uncle, just to clarify, is he, he's he, he has a, a, a much more serious learning disability than you, and is very non-verbal. So you are trying to imagine a conversation with him, trying to reach out through song, through the because he was he's into certain songs of the sort of sixties and Beatles and other, other era, and he you're trying to reach out through song, and then the second one is the third one is this this much more like you had a vision of reminded you of when you when you were nearly on death's door in hospital and you tried to recreate that vision that's pretty accurate actually yeah i did try and recreate the vision and actually look quite a lot of it is i mean like so i get sometimes quite synesthetic things so like whenever i'm like kind of watching like sometimes contemporary classical i will have flashbacks or like certain sounds will like remind me of either smells or they'll remind me of especially of like cinematic visions sort of thing and um i think sometimes it's it's how you can use sound and and cinema as a way of telling like narrative you know which is just as powerful as visually seeing things i think so um tom's talking about you developing as a filmmaker jeff so with supporting your filmmaking in the way that they have did you start to recognise that your ideas were growing and that you had a an opportunity to develop as a filmmaker? Did you did you have a sense of that? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I could definitely feel myself kind of like getting more confident within playing around with like, using different techniques, um, and also finding ways of like kind of telling the story, of like telling the story which I wanted to tell. It strikes me, Tom, that what we're talking about here is. Um, supporting a fledgling filmmaker, uh, and, and 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 nothing more. In 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 many respects, we're talking about you, Jeff, as a, as somebody who's got some ideas and finding support to develop creative ideas. You mentioned about flexibility, Tom, and I'm interested in hearing a little bit more about how you work in a in a flexible way. We always push towards doing practical things. I think we're not filmmakers to to sort of back people back and say write a script, write a treatment. We're, we're sort of we're much more interested in let's hear a recording or oh you've got the lyrics on the back of an envelope with Jeff let's get into a studio and record it as quick as possible <laughs> and 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 sort of turn it from 
turn it from the from you know there could be something scribbled on paper but we want to start start it getting into either you know oh you're an animator right what's those characters going to look like here's let's let's just set up a table and we'll do some animation and we'll get started and quite quite often that kind of approach you know not ignore not ignoring the page and ignoring the script but getting to the practical things getting into this sense of i come back to it again play get sense of play what have we made what's that effect on you was that something you enjoyed doing i've, I've got this character in me let's well let's get let's get some clothes and get get you <laughs> start filming start start filming with it and then we go then we get into the edit and we start making things and with jeff there was a lot of the fl- the process was very fluid with jeff uh in that in that he had these certain scenes and other stuff and then eventually the edit um in the edit were you were writing voiceover bits weren't you and doing additional singing bits it, it was very fluid right till it goes snap i think the thing is especially with myself as if and i'd i'd find it difficult entirely sticking to the script because personally like i would i'd probably sometimes struggle because i'm i'm definitely a doer i'm not like a kind of someone who can necessarily always process a lot of information sometimes especially when you're writing you've got to think of like kind of i guess things like like character arcs which is like um which sometimes i know that that because also a lot of my the stuff which i've made is also based on my reality and so i find it difficult to sometimes um create character arcs which aren't related to me there's a very um academic homeworky thing about scripts and character development and i think jeff's jeff's ideas are very because they're rooted in his his own experience are are they're so rich anyway uh, but but again working with jeff it's very exciting because 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 he's he's sort of brilliantly vague and we have a lot of play but at the same time very clear when uh, you know, we have quite create some creative tussles, though. That's yeah, of course. But then, that, that, then I find that actually sometimes it's like sometimes you get the better creation if you have a little bit of friction. Because I've always, because you need someone occasionally like to kind of go, no, you need this to be a little bit tighter, or this to be, you know, like kind of a little snappier, just to like make maybe make the story a bit more concise or to make it feel, I don't know, a little bit more relatable. You're talking very passionately about both of you talking very passionately about the creative ideas uh, that you're having, Jeff, and 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 the way in which you and uh, Stephen are supporting them, Tom, and 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 collaborating to realise these exciting creative ideas. And there's a willingness there to embrace difference, and I and I mean that in in all its kind of connotations. If I think the art world, the film world is very much like, and I think I touched on this, Steve, when we had a, a pre-conversation, is the film world is very much, the big film world, is very much like the olden day painting in the in the sort of 19th century. You'd The church or a patron would fund this, this artist to make a massive thing like the Raft of the Medusa, and it would be a really, and it would be unveiled, and it would be a big opening, and it would be really lifelike, and you can see the droplets of water on the hair and everything like that. And then at some point, photography was discovered and realism was sort of deemed out of fashion. And then we got into the sort of 
things got a bit more expressionistic and then then got very very much expressionistic and and i think storytelling is on that cusp of being torn apart and and needs to be torn apart because storytelling and memories they come at you in very different ways and what is a conventional narrative um after a while you start you, you you're both kind of like it's so familiar that you just click in and you don't really notice it and then when it you know i think narrative needs to be pushed and uh, i'm bored of, <laughs> i'm certainly bored of, of how things are made uh, and how things are you know but you know it's people need to i don't know it's a very it's a whole other world steve how to get things made as you well know because it's you're in you're in a similar your what you do at tape is is similar there's there there are moments of absolute genius and then you know in a, in in all the projects that you, you you touch and are involved in how do you how do you kind of make that aesthetic how do you start changing the conversation and saying this this stuff is really boring can you make it more, can you just make <laughs> it more alive I think also for me, I think sometimes it's about capturing an energy because sometimes, you know, when you're when you're rolling with the camera, it's like it's like it is like about kind of capturing a moment. So there's sometimes there's something which you can't script, you can't like kind of try and reinforce it. As many times as even though people try to as best as possible, there's some things that you just can't be prepared for. Really, I think sometimes it adds also like an emotional punch as well. A lot of the films which I really enjoy watching are ones which I can feel like an emotional connection to, sort of thing. So, like, um, for instance, I found myself recently watching a film called Rocks, which I think is a superb film. Uh, um, if you haven't watched it, it's... Um, but that was, like, an entire... I think that was formed around, like, like kind of a, like a youth project sort of thing. Um, but the, the, sto- the story's, like, kind of really powerful and really strong and also can like for for a film which was like a kind of low budget film it had such a kind of like positive energy around it so even though it was dealing with some really challenging things really challenging themes um like real life themes like the fact that the lead character was like a teenager who'd been like banned by the mum and so she had to like kind of look after her brother and but also like dealt with the themes of like of friendship and like and yada 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 sort of thing yeah and i believe uh, that it was made in a very collaborative way as well in terms of the development of those stories and working with those young people which and i'm and i'm in, i'm interested to find out more about that it does sound fantastic i haven't, I haven't seen it yet but uh, there has been a lot of conversation about that do you feel, Tom, that um, actually one of the ways to progress this conversation and, and, and this aspect of changing things is is by leading by example? Because it's very difficult, isn't it, to, uh, to, to... Actually, it's really tiring to try and convince people. And actually what you're doing is um, just getting out there and doing it in the same way you're supporting others to do that. That's what bigger house is doing. And, and actually, the, the, to... to for, for the work to speak to the the ideas and the motivations behind it i mean i think that uh, to a certain extent we're, we're we can't help but that's how we <laughs> that's how we work how much energy we've got left i don't know um you know uh, it's certainly this but but 
I think all the projects have that thing you touched on before the fear factor of oh my god are we going to actually do this or have we have we got enough money or resources to do this or have and we sort of keep we we sort of that is part of the thing is we're so used now to be fearful of of all those fears and then just we kind of make it happen anyway um I guess we don't know how not to or just we don't know how to not stop making stuff if you know what I mean we can't know (laughs) I don't know. We need. This is why we've applied for some money to just sort of pause and kind of reflect a bit on what is it we do, because you know it's not necessarily the the aesthetic of how we make uh, how, what's on the screen. It's the behind the scenes of how how this this film is connected with the person who's making it and how it's it's an expression of themselves in some way, and and we've we've adapted and made 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 an interesting genre that's possibly unique to, to, to say Jeff, you know, like the, the last film is definitely a Jeff film and it's, it's almost like a autobiographical musical, you know, it's, it, it, you struggle trying to define what it is, but it, but it is this. Um, and I think that's what we, we, we are definitely interested in, changing the changing the form in some in in little little ways and making things that are that are really that do connect emotionally and under this expression of people's people's people it's people's creativity we 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 really we think there's a there's a there's a big joy and it's interesting isn't it if you look at the big programs that that people like to connect with it's it's bake-off it's people being creative it's 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 and people make failing and trying to make things and i think with with some of what we do in our films there are there's a lot of them could be glorious failures but but because they're 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 entertaining glorious failures in in a certain way because because the person is is in there and is attempting to make it and it and, and to a certain certain extent you know i'm i'm back to the film up the feature with michael Michael will hate me saying this, but Michael's vision about how he wants this 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 character of his, this alter ego of his, to come across onto the screen—it's how how he's trying to squeeze that onto the screen is possibly more interesting than how it ends up on the screen. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> and, and and he's sort of like would find what I'm saying is completely uh, annoying because he's all about wants it to be a really rendered beautifully and really and I'm like but just your pencil drawing of how you how you've just said that and the image is already in people's heads you know you don't necessarily need it to be really after the Medusa you don't need it to be Lord of the Rings you don't need to be a Marvel massive he he would want it to be all of that he would take take every pound and dollar and make the most un- unwatchable thing imaginable. <laughs> so, so if there are any financiers listening who'd like to back that project, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please back that one. It would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, back that one, please. That would be good. Um, just to finish off, have you got any words of advice or encouragement, Tom or Jeff, about that people can adopt into their practice to, in order to support people to get involved with their projects who perhaps they might be uh, hesitant about involving uh, one thing i've tr- is learn to trust yourself i think and 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 in a in a weird way i've kind of like 
if when, whenever I have really thought of an idea and in my head I think it's absolutely brilliant and I've made it, this, I've always ended up editing it out. <laughs> and it's the bit the bit that is all about filmmaking is is the is almost the bit the journey between this point and this point and how do you bridge that gap in the story? How do you oh I need to introduce this character. How do I get that that's actually the, the nuts and bolts of filmmaking. Not the golden moment thought not went hard about and created throwing out yeah so sort of on the flip side of like learn to trust yourself and also what is the you know what is the method that works best for you and always remember that there's going to be lots of advice and and that might not be the best way <laughs> you know even from you know you can't emulate them. you can't necessarily emulate somebody but but learn to know what is your what what is the thing that inspires you to, to do the thing you're saying, which is it isn't work when I'm making a film. It's it's fun and it's it's engaging. Personally, is because I'm pretty blunt about it. Just do it, really. You know, like is of like the only person which is ever going to really hold you back, apart from <clears throat> if you don't have you know the equipment. But the only person which is holding you back is yourself really, in your own self-doubt. And the only way that you can get over streaming is just literally by starting, even if it's just filming, you know, something like some shots of you know, your nearby neighbourhood or something like that, and then just see what evolves. Really. Uh, Tom and Jeff, thank you so much for being part of uh, the Screen Presence podcast. And um, I look forward to seeing your next work, Jeff. Thank you. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers, Steve. Thanks for inviting me. Nice to talk. Bye. The Screen Presence podcast is brought to you by Tape Community Music and Film in partnership with the BFI. Artwork is by Matt Canning and the music was written and performed through the tape project The Sound of Colour Orchestra. Post-production is carried out as part of Tape's Media Club, a project through which people from across communities work together and receive person-centred training on a range of creative activities, which in turn supports the development of new work and ideas.